Good afternoon, Lafayette. Welcome to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5. KPEL 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation or send a message through the KPEL app chat. Got a lot to talk about. I want to do something I don't normally do and talk about local politics real quick. Uh, but today, actually, as of an hour and 20 minutes from now, Qualifying is officially over, and we will know who is running in various districts uh, for various elected positions. Now, as of right now, there are not a lot of incumbents who are being challenged. Um. There are a lot of open seats. There are a handful of incumbents who are facing challengers, but there are a lot of people who are uh, running for an open seat and a lot who are unopposed. Uh, The Acadiana Advocate currently reporting, this is Claire Taylor over there, uh, several uh, candidates running for several seats remain unimposed. They include candidates for uh, Lafayette Parish Council, City Council, uh, School Board, uh, Sheriff Mark Garber, currently unopposed, Clerk of Court, uh, Louis Perrette, Coroner Kevin Odenet, uh, all of them are unopposed as of right now. Several area candidates for State Senate and House of Representatives also running unopposed. So this is based on what is currently posted at The Advocate. Uh, here are the candidates that we've seen who have qualified so far. Uh, the Board of Elementary and Secondary Education uh, Holly Bofi is uh, term limited. She's not running. She uh, is going to just be a principal here in town. Uh, instead, Kevin Birkin currently running for that seat in District 8. Uh, Dolores Didi Cormier Zenon is running as uh, is running for District 8. Uh, Lafayette Parish Council District 3. Terry Hughes and Jeremy Montz are running for that seat. Uh, District 5, Clyde Gabriel is running for that seat. Uh, Lafayette City Council, let's see. Uh, I know I this list does not appear to be complete. Okay, Lafayette Parish School Board. Uh, Chad Desimo in Karen Crow running for District 2, taking over for Tommy Angel, who uh, I believe is term limited there. Uh Let's see. Okay, here's here's what the here's the problem. Uh, I've the the story's formatted weirdly. Okay, so as of right now, for Lafayette Parish Council District One, Jeremy Monts and Brian Tabor. Uh, Tabor is currently the incumbent there. District Two, Sydney Morales and Don Richard are running for District Two Parish Council. District Three, Terry Hughes, Jeremy Monts. That can't be right. Can't be running in districts one and three. Anyway, Terry Hughes, Kenneth Stansberry. Uh, District four, John Gilbo. District five, Clyde Gabriel, uh, A.B. Rubin, and Carrie Williams for Parish Council. Uh, Rubin, Rubin, Gilbo, and Tabor are the incumbents in that one. In the city council races, Elroy Broussard, uh, Ricky Hardy, Christopher Harrison, and Melissa Matthew Robichaux running for District 1 for the City Council. 
District 2, uh, Shelby Araby and Andy Nakan, uh, both running for District 2. Nakan is the incumbent there. Liz Webb Hebert, so far unopposed in District 3. Uh, District 4, Thomas Hooks and Julie LeBlanc running for that one. District 5, Kenneth Boudreaux and Eureka Ross running in that district. For school board, and these are the races that I'm very interested in. Uh, one, because I was a teacher, worked for the Lafayette Parish School Board, but also... Uh, because I still maintain that education is probably one of the best areas that we as a community can continue to grow and do a lot better. So incumbent Mary Morrison has picked up a challenger in Republican David Lejeune. Uh In District 2, Chad Desimo will be running against Stacia Hebert McZeal. Uh, Desimo is a Republican. McZeal is a Democrat. Uh, in District 1, I should note, Mary Morrison is a Democrat. Lejeune is a uh, Republican. District 3, uh, Emily Lewis Duyon is uh, and Joshua Edmond both Democrats running for District Three, District Four. Michelle Living and Amy Trahan both uh, both Democrats running in that seat. In District Five, so far Britt Latchley is unopposed in that one. District Six, uh, Roddy Bajeron and Sam Tolley Jr. Uh, Bajeron is a Republican. Tolley Jr. is an Independent. District Seven, uh, Kate Labou is. Uh, the incumbent Republican and is currently unopposed. District 8, Hannah Smith-Mason is uh, running against Holly Sanders. Uh, Hannah is the incumbent in that race. Uh, District 8, I'm sorry, District 9, uh, three Republicans in that one, Linton Broussard Jr., Jeremy Hidalgo, and Brandon Rodrigue running in that one. Uh, let's see. Lafayette Parish Assessor Walter Campbell and Justin Santani, both Republicans running in that one. Uh, Clerk of Court Louis Perrette, currently uh, unopposed. Coroner Lafayette Parish Sheriff, uh, unopposed in those races. Uh, let's see. 15th Judicial District Court Judge Division L, uh, Cynthia Simon Sp- Sp- Spadoni, uh, Republican running against David Way, also Republican in that one. So that is your local races uh, currently. And again, there is about an hour and 15 minutes until qualifying closes. So we will see what happens locally. Now, in terms of Senate and House of Representatives, the the seats to pay attention to there, District 17, uh, Caleb Seth Kleinpeter, a Republican from Gross Tate, is running for in that one. District 22, there is a host of people running in that one, all but one from New Iberia. Hugh Andre, uh, Dexter Lathan, Blake Miguez, um, Melinda Narcisse Mitchell, and uh, Fanat Zanamain, all all but Mitchell are from New Iberia. Uh, Hugh Andre and Blake Miguez are Republicans running in that district. De- uh, Dexter Lathan is an independent. The other two are Republicans. Jean-Paul Cousson running in District 23. Uh, Gerald Boudreaux running District 24. District 26, Bob Henskins. Uh, all those unopposed right now. Boudreaux and Henskins are incumbents in that. In the House races... Uh, Jonathan Godot and Troy Abair both running for District 31. District 39, Julie Emerson has picked up an opponent. Uh, she is the incumbent. That She's my representative. Uh, McKinley James Jr. running against her. Uh, District 42, Chance Henry and Douglas Ocombe, both Republicans running in District 42. 
Josh Carlson in District 43. District 44, that should be a very, very interesting one. Timmy Chasson, uh, formerly of the school board, is running against Pat Lewis. Uh, and there's a third Democrat in that one, Ravis Martinez, in that race. So that, I think District 44 is probably the most interesting race here in town as far as the House of Representatives go. Uh, Jupiter LeBlanc, no party in Lafayette, running in District 45 against uh, Paul Scott LeBlue and Brock Myers. District 48, uh, Gerald Bio and David Levy, uh, both running in that one. Uh, Buyo, I think, uh, is running as a Republican, and Levy is from New Iberia. Uh, Sanders, Derice. David Eaton and Jacob Landry all running for District 49. District 96, Marcus Bryant of St. Martinville, uh, the incumbent and currently the only one listed there. Uh, let's see. Uh, Bessie mentioned that one earlier. Okay, so the full list is out for that one as well. Kathy S. Banks, Kevin Birkin, and Eric Nizik, all three running as Republicans in District 7 for the Board of Elementary and Secondary Education. Uh, Preston Castile, a Democrat in Baton Rouge, running in Bessie District 8 against Karen Crow Democrat Dolores Cormier-Zenon. Uh, so that'll be interesting in that district. The election is going to be October 14th. Early voting is September 30th through August, October 7th. And the runoffs, if there are any, will be on November 18th. All right. So that is a look at qualifying as of right now with a little over an hour to go. Let's uh, let's go ahead. And I, mean, I, I went really long on that one, trying to read all those, get all those in. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we will get into the other news of the day. There's plenty to talk about here on the Joe Cunningham show. Stick around right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. If you're looking for more great conservative content throughout the day, why don't you head on over to my site, redstate.com. I'm a senior editor over there, and I work with a lot of great conservatives, putting out a lot of great news and opinion each and every day. Plus, if you use my name, Joe, as the promo code, you can subscribe with a discount to our VIP section, where you'll get a ton more great content that you won't find anywhere else. Check out redstate.com today. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5, KPL 232-1542 if you want to be part of the conversation. So I got a couple messages during the break, uh, people asking for District 46. It was not in the Advocates Report. Uh, the only declared candidate, and I don't know if he's qualified yet or if he will be qualifying this afternoon, uh, Jason Dojero who I believe has uh, been on Moon Girl. He's called in a Moon Graffon show a couple times. Uh, so Jason, uh, Jason Dojero is the candidate in that one. I haven't seen any others, and I haven't seen anything uh, as far as qualifications go. But I, as far as I know, that's the only one. Uh, I will try to dig into that a little bit more if I can, just to make sure uh, that I get you guys as, as complete the information as possible. Uh, on all this. Now, what's so interesting here, I think, are some of these local races. The mayor presence race, uh, it's going to be interesting, uh, but I, it's very hard right now to 
really get a sense of, of what's happening in a lot of these local races, you guys know that I've, I've, I very much like to dig into polling data and things like that. I just don't, there's not a whole lot of polling. I know of one poll that's been conducted and it was not for the mayor president's race. Uh, it was for a different race. And I only know about that poll because I was polled. Uh, and if it weren't for the fact that I obviously take these seriously, I would have been completely sarcastic in my response and been a 66-year-old uh, gender-neutral uh, woman or something like that. I don't know. But I, I took it very seriously because of who's running in that race. But uh, in general, the, that's, that's the only local poll I know about for sure that's been uh, done. Now, full disclosure, there are candidates who have asked to come on the show. I'm going to be interviewing some. Uh, given kind of the rules, how things go, I've got to, all, if, if one person from one race asks to come on, I've got to invite the others to come on as well. So I'd, I want to have candidates on. I want to talk about the issues and everything like that. It's just I'm not going to be able to get every candidate in every race, obviously. Uh, there is one race that we will definitely have coverage for, and I'm just trying to work out schedules on that one. And it's not the race you might think it is. Uh, but of all the local races, uh, the mayor president's race obviously has uh, a major impact on us uh, here in Lafayette Parish. But again, I go back to just how important the school board races are. There's a lot of change coming to the school boards. There's a lot of term limits. There's a lot of people who are running for different roles. Uh, and so they're leaving the school board, which leaves the opportunity for new faces, new blood and new ideas to come in. And we're at a point in Lafayette Parish where our education system's pretty good and they've made a lot of great decisions, but for continuity's sake, you need people who are going to come in and keep a lot of those ideas or offer ideas that build on the ideas that are already there. And there's, there's always going to be a candidate or two that wants to come in and blow up the system as it is and completely change it. And given how precarious the education system is right now, I'm wondering if that would be the best idea. I know there are people out there that want to do it, but I also know people that are committed to continuity and wanting to take small steps to improve rather than bring in drastic changes. So I'm going to be paying attention to all of the school board races because I think those are hugely important. Same with the, uh, the Board of Elementary and Secondary Education races. Going to be keeping an eye on those as well because just as important as it is locally, throughout the state, our education system is in kind of a precarious place and really needs to improve. We've taken, I hope Moon's not listening, we've taken steps in the right direction. I think we definitely have the opportunity to improve. But more important than anything else, um, if you go out to vote, I don't care who you vote for in a federal election because federal elections rarely have a major impact on us. Now, sometimes they do. Sometimes people who get elected can you know, force inflation to jump up to, you know, decades uh, highs. But for the most part, it's the local stuff that we that really impacts us and that we really need to focus on. So take a look at your ballots and figure out who you're going to vote for. Find these candidates, talk to them. All right, let's take a break. We'll get into national news when we get back here on the Joe Cunningham Show News Talk 96.5 KPL. Hey, this is Joe Cunningham, and you're listening to the podcast version of my daily radio show. Now, if you want to listen live, all you need to do is download the KPL News app to your phone. You can listen live every weekday from 3 to 4 p.m. and communicate with the show using the app's chat feature. 
So go over to your app store, download the KPL News app, and listen to my show every day from 3 to 4 p.m. Central Time on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 if you want to be part of the conversation. Now, uh, one of our listeners, uh, Patent, let me know that actually uh, Jason Dojero, who was going to run in District 46, announced on Facebook a few days ago he's withdrawing his candidacy. So I don't know if anybody's running in that race. They, they've still got a little under an hour to go and qualify. I just haven't seen any updates on it. So if anything does pop up before the end of the show, I'll let you know. Uh, but I want to talk about some state stuff because the Louis, uh, I'm sorry, the Republican Governors Association is coming into Louisiana. He's getting involved in the Louisiana governor's race very hard, and they are absolutely going after Sean Wilson. Uh, you heard a little bit of this last week with uh, Moon Graffon and uh, Moon and my buddy Scott McKay uh, spent a, a long segment talking about it. McKay's pointing out that uh, the RGA is really coming in hard. They released this video uh, two days ago on Twitter just to let you know how involved they're getting. You're not going to see a Governor Wilson advocate for removing taxes. Transportation is the worst in the country because of my leadership. Go figure. First and foremost, as governor, I will double down on our economy that we have today. Louisiana is ranked in the top 10 for the most dangerous roads in the U.S. I say this all the time when they said Louisiana got a failing grade. Well, Louisiana had a D minus when I became secretary. It was a D minus before it's a D plus now. But I will always be a bureaucrat. I will always be a bureaucrat. So that and You'll not see him advocate for removing taxes, uh, double down on Louisiana's economy. Uh, our roads are a D plus. I mean, all clips uh, that just the RGA is laying out. This is the guy who's been in charge of infrastructure in Louisiana, and we don't have anything to show for it. That's the line they're going to push. They are absolutely going to take the the expertise of Sean Wilson, whatever that expertise may be, given the record, but. They will take that, they will turn it on his head in order to level the attack. Note, though, they're not taking sides in the primary. They're just laying out all the attacks on Sean Wilson, which gives the other Republicans a chance to really build themselves up. Now, what are the other Republicans going to do? They're going to attack each other because that's just how things are and we haven't learned any lessons. They have the time now to lay out who they are, what their records, uh, what their what their history shows and what their record will show at the end of their time as governor. Should they make it? And they should be making that case right now. Very interestingly, Stephen Waggispack hit on something and McKay over at the Hayride pointed this out a few days ago. Waggispack is absolutely right about the need to start weakening Louisiana's gubernatorial powers. Uh the illuminator uh the illuminator i think probably favors wagaspack in the race but of course they would favor wilson overall but they have some quotes from wagaspack that are very interesting i think the power of the governor is too strong said former business lobbyist and republican candidate stephen wagaspack at the annual conference of the louisiana municipal association in alexandria on thursday the office of the governor will be weaker under a wagaspack administration he said Louisiana's political chattering class has for decades said the position comes with more control than it does in other states. 
Republicans in particular have groused about the authority of the governor ever since Edwards took office in 2016. Edwards is a Democrat in an increasingly conservative state, but still manages to wield significant influence over public policy. He expanded Louisiana's Medicaid program, for example, when leaders in other more liberal states struggled to do so because Louisiana's Constitution didn't require him to get permission from state lawmakers first. Wagenspach's exactly right. The chief executive in Louisiana has too much power. And whether it be a Republican or a Democrat, the office is too strong and we need to pull back on that. We need a more balanced state government. The entire point of a checks and balances system is so that other branches can check and keep the branches in balance. We need balance in the way that we operate our government. And it's very top heavy. It's very executive heavy, very bureaucrat heavy. And as we just heard in that little video clip, uh, Sean Wilson said he'll always be a, a bureaucrat. He, he is a longtime bureaucrat in an unelected position. And that's, all he knows as far as, pub, as far as public policy goes is for bureaucrats to run and maintain things and all the red tape and everything like that. We need to get rid of red tape and start, you know, allowing for business to really thrive in Louisiana and particularly local business growth, small and local business growth, not just trying to bring in big companies and say, hey, we brought in all these jobs and the jobs never happen which has been you know, basically the M.O. of the economic development for uh, John Bill Edwards. But the governor's office is too strong. And part of that is the fact that our legislature has historically been too weak. The legislature, folks in the legislature in Louisiana have traditionally gone, gotten some power and walked away, got cushy lobbying jobs and made millions. They've come out being richer and they get these nice, cushy jobs lobbying the people that come in to replace them in the legislature. What we need is a legislative body that is stronger, that has the ability to keep a governor in check, but also wants to actually use its power and not just defer and hand off all its power to the executive branch. It's a similar problem in Congress. It's just a lot more corrupt in Louisiana's legislature. Louisiana's legislative branch is filled with people who can be way more easily bought than the ideologues in Washington, D.C. There are very few true ideologues in Louisiana's uh, legislative branch. They're just, are, they're just not there. There are a few. Blake Miguez is one. Uh, I'm glad to see he's running. Glad to see that Julie Emerson is uh, running again and is more than likely going to win her seat. I don't see her losing, but... We have a few incumbents that are good ideologues, that, that are strong ideologically. But most of the legislative branch in Louisiana are people that can easily be bought and paid off on both sides of the aisle. Their relationships are transactional. Yeah, they have their partisan talking points and everything like that, but they can be bought off. And that's a huge problem for Louisiana because as they get, pot, they get bought off and they don't do anything, like I've said before, we grow stagnant. It's not even that we're rolling backwards. You know, there are some things that Bobby Jindal came in and did that were good, but there are some things that kind of rolled us back, but we rolled back and we learned from it. We learned from the mistakes that Jindal made in his administration. We learned from the mistakes that Blanco made during her administration. We learned from those and we can move forward. When it comes to John Bill Edwards, nothing changed. Nothing really changed all that much 
in Louisiana government. It just, the, the ugliness came to the fore. The governor has always had too much power, but with COVID, he was able to really shine with it. With Medicaid expansion, was really able to shine with it in ways that no other governor had really meant to, to do it. John Bell Edwards proved that he loved the bureaucracy more than the actual constitutional process. He loved assuming those powers because the powers were available. The legislative branch had never challenged those powers. And as a result, look at what he was able to do with it. So, yeah, we do need to rein back, pull back on executive power in the state of Louisiana. But we also need to make sure, and again, this is why I say pay more attention to your local elections than the federal ones. We need to make sure that locally in our communities, we're finding the right people to represent us in Baton Rouge because Lafayette, with the exception of a few, hasn't had that many great representatives. Baton Rouge has gotten a lot of great representation out of the Lafayette delegation at times. But we as a state stay still, stay stagnant because a bunch of people go and do the same thing we've always done. And as a result, Louisiana can't grow. It gets stagnant. It starts rotting. Those festering wounds of the imbalance of power in our branches of government, they they become more obvious. So for everything I might disagree with Waggispack on, including but not limited to the fact that he's in this race at all, he's right. The executive branch does need to be rolled back. Now, whether it's Waggispack or whether it's Jeff Landry, I hope that they I, I hope that whoever has it understands that and doesn't just decide to use the executive branch in the same way Democrats do, just in a more Republican way. The conservative approach is to limit the governor's power. I don't want to see somebody come in and just wield the power indiscriminately, as has been done by Republicans and Democrats alike. I want people to rein in the powers of government. Our government is too big, too bulky, too unwieldy. We continue to spend more money than we're ever going to make ourselves. We rely on the federal teat to supply us the the life's milk that is federal money. We need to be able to be self-sufficient as a state. We need to be able to live on the money that actually gets generated in our state. And because of the actions of the legislative and executive branches in our state government, that's never going to happen because there is no growth. There is no development. There is no incentive to even stay in the state and help it be better. There are people leaving left and right because they see the state as hopeless. And our government... People in our government see all this money coming from the federal government. They think happy, they think happy days are still here. Happy days are here. We can keep spending this money. We can we can bust the spending cap. We can do so much more with all this extra money that's coming in. And then at some point the money stops coming in. Or worst case scenario, the money comes in a lot more because we have these bad hurricane cycles. What all those politicians in Baton Rouge won't tell you is that they rely on hurricanes as economic development. Or at least government development. 
bureaucracy development. They rely on hurricanes as a source of income for the state. How messed up is that? That's what they won't tell you, though. But it needs to be addressed. The executive branch is way too powerful. The legislative branch is not powerful enough, but it's run by cowards. At some point, somebody's got to stand up and say, enough. And I hope it's those people who are running for office. I hope it's the good conservatives out there who want to be in the legislature. And I hope they don't go to Baton Rouge and they see the bright lights of the Capitol and they decide just to be one with everybody. They decide to join in with the crowd there. I hope that there are some good fighters that go to Baton Rouge and start clawing back on a lot of this. I hope that there actually is a push to get rid of some of the governor's powers. I would love for there to be enough conservatives for us to actually sit there and go, hey, we need a new constitution and we need to restructure the powers of government so they can't be all in our way. I don't know if we'll actually get that. I pray we do, but sometimes I run out of hope on things like this. All right, let's take our final break of the day. We'll be back to wrap up the show here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL. You know, in case you miss any show, you can always go back and listen. They aren't lost forever once you listen to them. But I do have a request. If you guys listen to the Joe Cunningham Show and you like what you're listening to, go to your podcast app, wherever you're listening to this from, and give the podcast a rating and a review. That helps get the podcast out in front of more eyes so that we can help the show grow. Thanks again for listening to The Joe Cunningham Show right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. So uh, for those of you who might have missed the first portion of the show, talked about who was running. I did get some folks asking about District 46. Nothing had appeared in The Advocate. Uh, so what I knew was that uh, Jason Dojero was running, but a few days ago announced on Facebook he was withdrawing his candidacy uh, so Chad Boyer is the only one that I know of as of now. Somebody just, uh, Iceman in Brobridge sending that in, let me know that. Um, but that's all I know as far as District 46 goes. So the reason I spent the whole hour just talking about the local stuff and the, the legislature and everything, and not even focusing on the national stuff like I had actually thought about, um, We, we talk a lot about the national stuff and the, the national stuff is important. Don't get me wrong. We desperately need to get rid of Joe Biden. But the, uh, the biggest thing that we can do to help us out as directly as possible and help our communities out is to find good local people to run in these offices. Our city council, our parish council, our school board, state representative and senator, all of these local races. It is so, so very important that we make sure that we're doing everything we can to help our community run as smoothly as possible. And that does include getting involved politically at the local level. Go find who's running in these races locally, these parish-wide, these city-wide, these district-wide races, 
Go find the candidates' websites. Go reach out to them. Reach out through their Facebook page. Give them a call if you know them. Find out what they believe in. I can't have every one of them on the air, but you can absolutely find everybody running that's on your ballot. You can reach out and you can find out who's the best. The biggest problem we have in this country overall is the uninformed voter. Rush would always call him the low information voter, and he was exactly right. These are people who gave the bare minimum in terms of in terms of getting information on candidates, and they voted based on the limited knowledge. Inform yourself and go out and vote when it's time. All right, you guys have a great day. I will be back in 23 hours as usual. In the meantime, follow me on Twitter at Joe P. Cunningham, Facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show. Email Joe at redstate.com. The podcast version of the show will be up shortly. You can go to joecunninghamshow.substack.com and find it there. You can also go to iTunes, Spotify, wherever you might get your, your podcast. You can give it a listen there. If you do, though, be sure to give it a rating and a review because that helps the show grow. All right, you guys have a great one. I hear them being very loud in the next room. Shannon is clearly here, and he's clearly off sides, and he's up next here on News Talk 96.5 KPL.